0: What is going on, my planter family? It is your girl, Damia Shodi, the host of The Planter Podcast, where this platform helps you grow in your faith, your personal growth journey, and your lifestyle practices. I hope you are having an amazing start to your week and that you are continuously walking and growing in your purpose. That is the whole point of this platform is to help ignite that purpose within you and encourage you to take the steps needed so you walk that thing out. So you are in for a treat this episode. Um, Me and my guests are going to be talking about the five ways millennials can build wealth. And I have One of my favorite um, financial influencers and experts online, which is Bola Sukumbi from Clever Girl Finance. So Bola Sukumbi is a certified financial education instructor, money expert, and founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance, an online financial education platform aimed to providing women with financial guidance that will inspire them to pursue and achieve their dreams of financial independence. Clever Girl Finance was voted one of the top personal finance websites for women and has been featured on Time.com, in Money Magazine, on Cheddar TV, and in the Chicago Tribune, and so much more. Clever Girl Finance is probably my top podcast um, when it comes to learning about financial literacy and learning how to grow your finances. Um, I love the way that Bula just like kind of helps you break down your finances, and then learn how to um, identify the goals that you want to achieve your finances and how to get there. Um, she's Her podcast and her platform really have helped me um, within the last year about identifying what I truly want. And this episode, I mean, she really gets in there when it comes to knowing and helping you understand that you have to be honest with yourself about where you're trying to go and then how to get there. So you guys are going to love this episode. And it's going to encourage you to grow in your finances. Second thing, if you are loving the podcast, come on. You know, we do this every week. We, we, we visit this thing every week. You got to leave a review for the planter. So you can leave a review on Apple Podcast um, or Google Play. Um, the more people that know about the podcast, the more people can join the planter family and that means everybody's going to know about the podcast that has been helping and shifting your life. So, again, if you are loving the podcast, leave a review so the more people the more reviews that we have, the more people are going to know about it. And then also, if you can fill out the survey that I have below, um, that'd be really helpful so I can make sure I'm getting the right content to you as the listener. This is the episode before the last episode. So the last episode of the season is next week. So, I don't know, man. We're going to have to say our goodbyes soon for, for a little bit. Am I sad? Just a little. Maybe a lot. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a good break. But next week is going to be the last episode of the season. So I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope that it's been helping you. Um Let me know. You can talk to me on IG and comments, reviews. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to hear from you. So I'm praying this episode will help you and bless you and let you grow in your finances. So the episode is going to start now. All right, guys, we are back with the Planter Podcast, and we are going to be speaking about on this episode, five ways millennials can build wealth. So today I have an amazing guest by the name of Bola Shokumbi. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Bola. I was going to start clapping in the background, but I was not. Let me not do that. <laughs> uh, well, Bola, thank you so much for being on this episode. I'm really excited to talk about this topic and share it with the world. So, this is exciting for me.
1: Thank yes. you for having me. I'm excited to talk to
0: you. Yes. So, Bola, um, I kind of gave an introduction before. You know, we've come to talk now. So kind of tell us in your own words who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So my name is Bola. Like you said, I'm a financial educator, um, money expert. I'm really passionate about helping women specifically build wealth and just get their finances in order. And I do that through my platform, Clever Finance, which is an online learning course platform where we provide financial education on core financial Uh, Course content and also life related topics to just basically help women as they go through different life transitions um, from learning how to invest to learning how to budget to planning their finances around a wedding to negotiating a salary and things like that. Um, I'm really passionate, um, and it just really comes from my personal story and just growing up. You know, I come from a lot of us come from backgrounds where. the fathers were typically the breadwinner The mom was either stay at home or China like was a secondary income. And, you know, typically the father managed finances. And in my family, um, you know, we went through a financial downturn at one point and my mom had to step in and manage our finances and just watching her navigate, um, you know, being able to bring her income to the table, support our family, including, including paying for my college and also not watching her navigate, um, relationships that she was having with her friends and as they were going through their own, you know, marriages and situations and just seeing things that were happening that were just like, Oh no, this shouldn't, you know, nobody should ever be in this position where, you know, something happens to their husband or, um, and then they have no way to, they have nowhere to turn because they have no money or there's a divorce that happens and, and, you know, things go down South or you're, you're a single person and you're just really struggling to, manage your finances and your money because you don't have the know-how. So a lot of that is tied to, you know, what inspired me to want to start something to help women regardless of where they are with their finances, um, regardless of where they are with their lives.
0: Awesome. And I listened to that episode where you were giving your uh, background about, you know, your parents and uh, how, I mean, I listened to that with my grandma and we were just like, wow, it was so, <laughs> it was so interesting. And like, I don't know, I really liked it. And I encourage everybody to go listen to Clever Girl Finance podcast. It will change your life because <laughs> I'm telling <Gry> lying. <laughs> it introduced me to a lot of, um, I don't know, like financial advices that I maybe have never <laughs> heard of. And I think I appreciate your platform a lot because A, you're Nigerian. So shout out to be a an Nigerian. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you're a black woman. And I feel like it's just so much easier to understand Um, things from I don't know women and then who are black so I can relate to you and you invite some awesome guests that really just were eye-opening for me. So guys listen to the podcast. So I knew that you were the perfect person to speak about this topic and I am excited to jump in. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So I think before we get to talking like Um, I guess, you know, wealth, I think I would like to hear your definition of what financial wealth is. Like, what do you think that is? And then is there some type of mentalities or mindsets that are associated with building and maintaining this type of wealth?
1: Mm -hmm. So to me, wealth or financial wealth is being able to, it's two things. It's being able to have peace of mind about your financial status. And it's also being able to attain a quality of life that you want to have for yourself, and your family. And I think a lot of people confuse, um, being wealthy with being rich, Like Being rich just means you have a lot of money. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're living the quality of life that you want to, you have the quality of life that you want to have. Um, you know, but being wealthy means that you you know you, you have the means to afford the specific type of quality of life you want to have, and you have peace of mind about your finances. Um, a lot of people are rich and they don't have peace of mind about their money, so it's important to um, differentiate between the two. Um, so that's how I define it. It's you know, and it, it, also keep in mind that when somebody says wealthy, it doesn't mean that you have a billion dollars in the bank. Wealthy means different things to different people because. People have different desires uh, when it comes to this type of life that they want to live, right? You know, for one person, it could be living in a multi-million dollar mansion somewhere um, and being able to afford their bills and have parties and entertaining their house and just be happy. And for somebody else, it could just be backpacking across Europe or Africa and just you know, being grassroots and that to them is wealthy, but being able to afford that lifestyle is what makes them happy. So in addition to affording that lifestyle and having the peace of mind, it has to be something that brings you joy. It has to be something that you truly value. Um, There definitely is a mindset associated to building wealth and maintaining wealth. Um, The biggest part of this is believing that you can do it and believing that you are worthy of it. Um, And one of the things that, causes people to I guess fail when it comes to wealth building is that they don't necessarily have their headspace in the right place to be able to accomplish building wealth because they really haven't clearly defined clearly defined the things that they value. Like if you don't know what really matters to you, then you're not going to be compelled or motivated or aggressive to wanting to achieve that. And I think People get caught up in looking at what other people have. Instagram, social media, celebrities, family members, friends, um, you look at what they have and you you equate those things to what is your own success, but those are not the things that you really value. And until you really get clear on what it is that you truly want for yourself, what are the things that are truly going to make you happy, then it's going to be difficult to even adjust your mindset to be able to acquire or achieve your own wealth.
0: You made some really amazing points. Um, I love the idea that you said wealth is uh, having a peace of mind about your finances or your financial wealth and that you have to, um, how do I say? I'm forgetting my train of thought. Oh yeah, you have to clearly define uh, what you value. Um, I love that, especially because you can, like you were saying, get so caught up in what others are doing and you may think that's your definition of wealth. But like you said, you gave so many different examples. Um, living in a million dollar home could be somebody else's idea of wealth and backpacking across the country or owning like a small business is somebody else's idea. So I think um, before we can even or before somebody can even think about um, building wealth for themselves, they have to, like you said, clearly define um, what they value.
1: Yeah, be absolutely. clear on your goals.
0: Yeah. So what are some factors that people may not consider when on their journey to getting their finances in order?
1: So, I mean, key factor is not understanding what is it that you really want? What are the things that are going to make you happy? And I think that's the foundational aspect of building wealth. You have to know what it is that you want. It's not what it's not what other people want for you. It's not what society is telling you should be doing. It's the things that you want for yourself. So it's, you know, letting go of standards and really getting honest with yourself and saying, okay, what kind of life do I want to live? What, how do I imagine my life? What are the things that are most important to me? And once you can clearly understand that, then it's, then it's easier to create your financial goals that make sense. And it's easier to be able to achieve those goals because it's something that you already want, something you're going to go out of your way to get done. Right. So it's, it's almost stepping back and it's readjusting the the way where we've been taught traditionally to think about acquiring wealth or building wealth. You know, it's you, you know, you. I don't know you finish school, you get a high paying job, you get married, have a dual income, you buy your first home, you save for retirement, retire at sixty-five. But is that, that's the general standard of the world or depending on where you live on, live, live in, what well, country you live in. There are different standards of what that kind of framework looks like, but it's pretty standard. You get a great job, finish school, get a good job, have a family, save. That's kind of the save over several years, but that's not everybody's, you know, like, desire. Some people want to retire early. Some people want to go into business. Some people want to, um, work in char work for charitable causes. You have to figure out what matters to you because if chasing a retirement plan, um, 40 years from, from now is not the type of life you really want for yourself, then what's going to compel you to want to make that 40 year retirement savings plan and stick to it. If, um, you know, like, doing specific things that you've been told are the things that you need to do go to med school become a lawyer become an engineer <laughs> those are not things that are really really interesting to you like you may finish that college degree you may get that great paying job but who's to say that you're going to want to pursue a career path to help you grow in that field because that's not what you really want so once you truly understand what it is that you want for yourself right? What are, what is that thing? What are those things? What are the top five priorities you have for your life? Then it's easier for you to create those goals that make sense. You can tie your goals to the things that you want, and then you're more likely to go out and um, achieve them. And you you also have to think about the fact that when it comes to limiting mindsets, sometimes we are our own worst enemy. Um, We have, we may not have tried to do something and, you know, despite the fact that we haven't tried, we're already telling ourselves that we can't do this. The other thing that, the other mistake that people make is that they assume that because um, this is the path they're going to follow, this is the thing that they really want to do. They determine that thing. They make the assumption that it should be easy. And the minute they start facing any kind of setback or any kind of difficulty or any kind of challenge, it's automatically, I can't do this. I can't do this. So aside from, being able to determine what you truly want out of your life. Um, You also have to understand that nothing comes easy. And if it was super easy, everybody would be doing it. You're going to have to work hard, regardless of if you're living your dream life or not, your dreams take hard work to accomplish. You're going to have to work hard. And also, um, you're going to have to commit to the process, right? It's not just, oh, you know, I'm going to do this for two years and then I'm going to have a billion dollars back account. and I'm going to be like Beyonce, you know, Beyonce works harder than most average people <laughs> if you're if you're a fan of her then you watch her just watching rehearsals or whoever it is that you admire if you admire Oprah or, or Warren Buffett wherever that person is and you actually take a look at the behind the scenes of their you know their social front they work crazy to live that dream life so it's, right. it's also <laughs> it's also keeping that in mind and telling yourself that you know once you once you kind of once it kind of sunk into your brain okay this is going to take work it's also telling yourself that i can do this like there's no reason why i can do this why i can't do this um if you look around you for everything that you think you cannot accomplish for every circumstance that you're in that you think it's so difficult there's somebody who has overcome it that's just like you So it's accepting all these things and putting all these factors
0: into consideration as you think about what it is that you want to accomplish with your life. Everything starts with inner work before we can even talk about money. Because like you said, like I just I just graduated from college um, last year and, you know, I expected to be in a certain Position or a certain place by this time. Actually, I expected to be in med school. That's just not what happened. However, you know, through this process of, I guess, I'm in a new program now and just kind of figuring my life out in a way, I've been able to get clear on the things that I want, which is something I never did before because. You know, you're just going on a straight line path, like, you know, the, the mm-hmm. conventional way, you know, you go to school, you graduate, you either go get another degree or you go get a great job and you continue. But I, I, I'm seeing that that's not how life is. <laughs> <laughs> that is That is not it is not a straight path at all. And um, I like that you keep emphasizing that you need to get clear on what you want. So, for you, did you get clear on what you want when you since you were a child, or was it through like you know, as you know, maybe you were through college, or where was the defining factor for you that you were like, all right, I know what I want, how I want to live?
1: I mean, I don't. Some people kind of know. So that's like a a big question because it's getting, it's not, there's not just the one thing that you get clear on, right? It just depends on the phase of life that you're on. So when you're a kid, you might get clear on what you want to be when you grow up, right? That's one thing you get clear on, but you're not necessarily thinking about. um, There's a lot of things you're not thinking about (laughs) when you're young. Um, So for me personally, like it, it just really depended on the phase of life I was in. right? So in college it was, saying that I was going to graduate with at least a 3.5 GPA, that was one thing that I was clear on. And just given that goal I wanted to accomplish, what was I going to do to be able to, um, given my current grades, given the classes I still had to take, what was I going to do to make sure I got that at least 3.5 GPA? So that was, you know, so it just really depends on where you are in life. Um, In terms of finances, saving money, it was setting the intent that I wanted to save this money and getting clear that I was going to be able to do it and then figuring out how to do it. So... It's it getting clear depends on where you are. I mean, for where I am now, like in regards to wanting to help people or wanting to build a successful business that helps women with their finances, it's it's setting the intent that I'm going to do this, and then stepping back and figuring out how am I going to do this. And with each one of those scenarios I talked about, being in college, saving money, building a business now. Um, just because I said the intent doesn't mean that I'm going to do it. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm going to do it unless I put in the work, unless I'm willing to learn from the mistakes I make. Cause throughout each one of those scenarios, I've made many mistakes and it's taking the lessons and building it into the recovery and not giving up and not allowing myself to get discouraged. But going back to my earlier point, right. And again, with back to these three examples that I gave about college, about saving money, about building a business, Those are all things that I really wanted, and those are all things that I really valued. So they meant something to me. And so, for me to say, okay, I'm going to—I don't know—I'm going to start working, get a job at Goldman Sachs, and become, or get a job at a law firm and become a partner, um, because my friends are doing it—doesn't make any sense. Because that's not what I want. That's not how I imagine my life. That's not, you know. So, if I'm if if my motivation for wanting to do something is not honest or is not true to myself, it doesn't matter how clear I get on it. (laughs) It doesn't matter how clear the picture is. If it's not something I want, if it's not something that is of value to me, I'm just going to waste my time dancing around it and bringing up all these excuses about why I cannot make partner at this law firm. Oh, I'm not a good lawyer. Oh, it's too many hours. Oh, it's because I'm a black woman. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. I'm going to come up with all these excuses. And we do that all the time when it comes to things that we don't want to accomplish, why didn't you go to the gym? Oh, it was too cold. Oh, I forgot my my workout pants were in the, in the dryer downstairs. Oh, oh, oh. But if you really, really, really want to lose the weight and you're like, you know what, uh, I don't care that I didn't go to gym yesterday. That was just a bad day. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and go early. You're going to get off, get out of your bed, wake up early and go. So again, it's getting clear on what do you want, on what you want to accomplish. How bad do you want the thing that you want? Um, and that's that's what's going to drive the action behind the clarity.
0: Yeah, that is so true. Um, I'm, I've come to a place now where I understand that you will know if you really want something by how hard you're willing to work for it. Yep, yeah. and that's just facts. Like yeah. I've had to be real with myself in times of like, you know, in regards to my education and all these different things. That okay? Do you really want this? Are you really? Are you? Willing to put this amount of effort into whatever you are claiming that you want to do and if I look at myself and I evaluate that Nah, i'm not really doing like I you know, like you make the list, you know, you know what you're supposed to do But you don't actually do it. You just got to be real with yourself mm-hmm. You got to be real and I, I I don't know. I really like that. This is how we're starting the conversation because uh, again a lot of people are um kind of romanced by the idea of wealth um, that A, it's just easy. You can build it, um, you know, with s- five simple steps or six simple things or looking at other people on social media like everybody look like they got money. <laughs> everybody <laughs> looks like they have money. Um, but again, you don't even know, like you were saying about Beyonce, Warren Buffett. We don't know what they have to do behind closed doors in order for them to uh, walk out in their in their purpose or walk out in whatever they are called to do. And then also the idea of really getting to know, um, who we are. Um, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big key. And, you know, this platform, I really try to encourage people to, um, really take inventory of themselves. And that's where the personal growth comes from. Um, taking inventory of yourself and just being real with yourself, forgetting all the, Uh, what people have said that you are good at and what you can do, what you thought that you could do. Just really getting silent, knowing who you are, knowing God and just um, growing in that and and in your identity. So I'm liking it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So here is, I guess, the meat of the conversation, what everybody is like, all right, y'all been talking, how do I build? (laughs) What are five major areas millennials can look into um, in order for them to build wealth for themselves? So they've identified who they are. They've identified what exactly they want. Now, what actions can they take to, um, you know, what what things you think that people can do to build wealth? So,
1: I mean, when it comes to building wealth. um, It's 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 less about the actions and more about, um, behavior, right? So it's kind of similar to when you equate it to weight loss, like, you know, it's 20% is, um, working out you know, going to the gym every day, but the 80% is what you put into your body and same equates for finance. 20% are the actions and the steps like budgeting, investing, which I'll talk about. But the other 80% is really getting clear on your intent in your head and adjusting your mindset and getting yourself together to realize that this is for the long haul. And I'm going to have to figure out how to adjust my behavior, adjust my mindset to get it done. So when it comes to, you know, building a first things first, you have to take an assessment of where you are. Where do you currently stand today? You know, What are the things you want to accomplish? Um, how much do you owe? How much you own? Where do you want to get to? You have to have that assessment, like a full financial assessment of where am I today? Second thing is once you've done that assessment, you need to put a plan in place of how to pay off your debt, how to save, um, how to invest, how are you going to do all those things tied to goals that you have set for yourself when you did your assessment. So let's say you have three top goals. Number one is to off your student loans. Number two is to buy your first home. Number three is to start figuring out a plan to retire early. Then you're going to have to start planning strategically. How do you um, put your finances towards each of them? And that's building into your budget. It's having, you know, a part in your budget that accommodates debt repayment aggressively. And then next your prior two item, which is saving for your home. And then, um, you know, Priority three item, which is um you know, contributing to your, your retirement accounts. Once you pay off your debt, you can put more money towards saving your home once you make that home down payment you can put more payment you can put more money to aggressively planning for your retirement but it's having that strategy in place of how you're going to do it and it's you know having a plan for your budget and a budget is not just something that you create and just put on the wall and say oh yeah I have a budget but I don't know if I'm going to meet it this month or I always fill with my budget you know because you're not checking in your budget is your is your active blueprint it's the thing that it's a breathing living thing that you track every day or you know every week at least to see how you're doing with your spending you're essentially tracking your spending and your telling your money what to do. I created a plan for you money. This is now what you need to do. i making sure that you're staying on top of that. Um, it's, and I touch on paying off debt, but you know, I'm going to add it as a third point because when it comes to debt, debt is, you know, many times the hindrance that prevents people from achieving their goals or achieving the things in life that money can help them attain, you know, cause debt means you're putting more money away to somebody else. You're giving more of your money away to somebody else who is making more money on you by virtue of charging you interest and the the longer you stay in that cycle, the more interest they charge and the harder it is to get out um, versus actually taking all of your money and putting it to the things that matter to you. So if you have debt, you you want to tie your debt repayment into your budget, like I said, but you you also want to figure out what ways can you Start getting aggressively paying off your debt and adjusting your mindset. Just because you have a forty or fifty thousand dollar or even a hundred thousand dollars student loan does not mean that you're going to pay it off until the day you're going to be paying it off until the day you die. You can pay off your debt. Um, it's about adjusting your mindset and then finding people to mentor you and to surround yourself with who have accomplished what it is that you are trying to accomplish and have done it on even much leaner means than you have. And there are people out there. Thank God for the personal finance community. So it's being able to identify, okay, this is that I have to pay off. How can I increase my income? How much can I readjust my budget so I can put some extra money towards this debt and get it out of my life? Um, And then when it comes to building real, real wealth, not just having a few thousand dollars in the bank account, um, you have to invest your money. This is how the wealthy get and stay wealthy. And there are three ways to do that. You can do that by investing in a stock market. You can do that by investing in real estate and you can do that by investing in business. Um, Typically, you know, really wealthy people or people who are building large amounts of wealth, um, they do a combination of all three. But what's really important is that you spend some time researching. Your stock market investment, educating yourself, understanding, researching it, and there's tons of one-on-one books out there. So there's no excuse as to oh, it's too hard. Because if you start with a one-on-one, you realize that it really isn't that hard. Um, you can learn about investing, about real estate, about business, and just educate yourself. And the more you know, the more you empower yourself to make informed decisions to succeed with you know with that investment. So th- those are like you know the key things I would I would tell someone looking to build wealth. But it comes back down to setting the intent, understanding this is going to take work, adjusting your mindset. And when it comes to adjusting your mindset, the one thing I didn't say is, you know, a key factor here is what and who you surround yourself with. Because you end up being a byproduct of, what you have around you and who you have around you right like you have heard the saying show me your friends and i'll tell you who you are or um you're the average of the five people you hang out with so if you have this massive intent for your life for your success for your finances then who are you hanging out with and What are you spending your time doing? You're saying you want to save $10,000 or save $100,000 or pay off $100,000 of debt. Um, Are you spending time, you know, surrounding yourself with people who have done the same thing, listening to podcasts of people who have done this, reading blog posts, reading magazines, immersing yourself and educating yourself on improving your finances, increasing your income, or are you spending all of your time watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, Love and Hip Hop, that's going to add no value to the bottom line of what you want to accomplish. She just came from well, people's throats. <laughs> what you surround yourself matters and also the people you surround yourself with, right? Because let's say mm-hmm. you're doing all the right things or, you know, reading the books or listening to the podcasts or watching the shows or getting your head space right. But there might be people in your space that are like, what are you doing, girl? Like, who are you to do this? You're supposed to be in debt. It's 100K. You can never pay that off. Like, mm-hmm. please, why are you being so uppity? And also be mindful of those people. And it's deciding that, you know what, you can't have those type of negative people in your space and it's not because they don't love you or because they don't wish you well. Sometimes people don't get it or sometimes people haven't really gotten clear on what they want for themselves and they project it outwards on other people. Mm -hmm. So it's deciding that, okay, I'm not going to fight with this person. I'm not going to not still love this person, but I'm just going to spend less time with this person so that... The way that they are emoting, the thing that they're saying, don't cause me to start second-guessing what it is that I want to accomplish. But the people and the things that you surround yourself with are really, really critical to your success. And they tie into that 80% of your behavior and your mindset because they're influencing you.
0: Mm. That's a really good point. Um, I lived in Miami for like six years, five, six years. And it seemed like everybody was willfully in debt. Like I remember I had a friend who was like, Yeah, I have like five thousand dollars of debt. And I'm like, Oh, is it because of school loans? He was just he was like, No. So I was like, Then what is it <laughs> I just from? Have it. <laughs> I, yeah. And he was like, I mean, it's not that serious. It's not a lot, but it was like a badge of honor. And then like other people too. Like I have a, a friend who um likes to travel but she takes loans to do it. Or another one just bought a new car but she takes loans. Like, it's not it's it's just like everybody's kind of okay with I don't know maybe maybe that's a Miami thing maybe that's what's happening in this world right now in this age group I do not know but yeah that who you hang around with is important because I remember I was trying to talk to one of them like does that really make sense like why would you and he's like yeah it's not it's not a problem it's whatever it's it's cool so I'm like well if I come to you talking about you know my financial goals or what I want to do you're gonna be like what's the point we're all gonna be in debt anyways that type of mentality or we're all gonna stay you know in this place you're gonna be paying for the rest of your life I'm like not me (laughs) not me that's not that's not my my own portion so I like that you said that um people are um, a main factor in regards to how to build wealth um, I think that's a like a message in my life um, the people you hang around with are very important and yeah I like the different things that you've said um, investing um, investing in the stock market in businesses in real estate. Um, definitely real estate is one thing I'm trying to get into, or I would like to know more about, but then again, it comes back to being serious. I have not immersed myself enough in the, in the information to know (laughs) how yet, but I'm like, no, like I have it in my mind. I'm like, okay, dummy, now you have to, you have to get on that. I wanted to know, in your opinion, do you think somebody needs a financial planner in order to help them with that? Because hearing it, it could seem like a lot of work. Like, somebody might be like, oh, my goodness, like, how am I supposed to tackle that, like, planning and everything? Do you think somebody needs a financial planner or, like, what resources would you say people can use to organize themselves?
1: So life is a lot of work, right? <laughs> and your financial planner is not going to make you wealthy. Your financial planner is there to guide you and uh-huh. help you make informed decisions. Um, they're not going to – So. Let me put it this way. Nobody cares about your money more than you. You have to learn how to budget. You have to learn how to build the discipline and the habits and consistency. You have to learn how to track your spending. Um, A financial planner will tell you, Let's talk about creating a plan based on your objectives the things that you want to accomplish. You want to buy a house. OK, this is how much you need to save. But he's not going to force you to save that money. You want to retire at age 40. This is how much you need to have saved. But he's not going to. These are some these are some investment vehicles you can put your money in to get to that goal at 40. But it's not going to make you make the transfers. you have to do that. You have to own it. So a financial planner is not the solution to building wealth financial planner is an accessory it's he, he or she is a guide that can help you with the navigation to getting there but you have to do the work you have to figure out you have to adjust your mindset you have to adjust your behavior you have to figure out ways to increase your income you have to come up with all these different things and they're just going to be there to help you navigate so don't say that oh i'm i'm waiting until i can afford a financial planner um to build wealth and when you really think about it like and you take a, a walk through the personal finance, uh, blogs fair, you realize that ton of people are building a ton of wealth and they're doing it independently. So, um, financial planner is great. You know, if you are at that point where you feel like you need additional guidance and you want to sit down and ask specific questions, absolutely. Especially when it comes to more complex topics, you know, around, it could be around real estate or investing or retirement, things like that. But when it comes to fundamental finances, you should do that on your own. You should figure out you have to learn it. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how many financial planners you have. Um, you know, you can lead a horse to order, but you can't force it to drink, basically. <laughs> hmm
0: You ain't never lie, Bola. You ain't never lie. You, you out here, you out here snatching edges off. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm listening to this and I'm like, you're right, like this, or the first point that you said that life, nothing in life is easy, you have to work for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm listening. So back to the limiting mindsets. Um, how can someone identify that they actually have one? And what is your suggestion of overcoming that mindset?
1: So, limiting mindsets are, you know, there's a number of ways. If you find yourself always complaining, always lamenting about why you are not where you're supposed to be, why you cannot do what you're what you're supposed to be, how you're so unlucky, you probably have a limited mindset. If you are just being complacent with situations that you hate so much, you have you have all this debt and you hate it, but you know I'm okay because everybody else has this, or you know what. I'm just fine. I I will just live my life day to day because I'm supposed to be in the situation. You have a limiting mindset. If you are in a space where you look around you and you are not happy and you're not making any efforts to make change, you have a limited mindset. So how do you unravel this? It's again, getting clear with what you want to accomplish, getting clear with how bad do you want this? Because if you don't want it, you're not going to do anything about it. You're just going to be like, you know what? I hate the situation, but I'm okay. I hate my job, but I'm okay. I'm okay because I'm getting, you're going to make all these excuses. Um, You're going to keep complaining. You're going to have pity parties with your friends who are just like you in that limited mindset space. And you're just going to find years go by and you're not going to do anything. And so how bad do you want to make this change? How aggressively do you want to get out of that hideous job? Do you want to pay off that debt? Do you want to make all this change in your life so you can get to the point where you're living life that you truly desire? Um, you have to be able to answer that question. And when you, when, you, when you know how bad you want it, then are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to get lean and mean to achieve your financial goals? Are you willing to get that second job that's not going to let you spend all that time watching TV? Are you willing to do things that your are Friends are gonna be like, "Girl, are you broke? Why do you have to do that? Why aren't you buying the human hair? Why are you buying a synthetic?" <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you willing to put yourself <laughs> in that position? You know, you know. For uh-huh. me personally, when I was saving, you know, my like saving story about saving a hundred thousand dollars outside of college, I in my head I was like, "I have to prove to myself I can do this. I have, there's no reason why I can't do this. I have to at least try." And mm-hmm. once I got my head into that zone, like hey let's go out to dinner oh i can't afford it you want to come to my house we can cook what's your problem why are you being so cheap i had to deal with that kind of stuff but at Mm -hmm. the same time what i wanted was much bigger than some random um dinner and what happens is that once you get so laser focused and you start to accomplish your goals and you get there because it will happen faster that you than you think the people who were like oh girl you're so cheap you're so broke you're so this are gonna be like hey girl wait a minute oh my god you did that in two years and three years how did you do it can you tell me can you show me so tables turn really quickly but while you're in the moment of it it's very very difficult and it's not sexy it's not cool it's not anything that you can put on instagram and so you have to really really know how bad do you want to Want this thing and get laser focused and put yourself together and start aggressively working to achieve your goal, knowing that once you get to the other side, you know, so much more is possible.
0: Man, voila. <laughs> So I'm telling you, you out here snatching edges, like I'm sitting here, I feel like you're just checking me. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just, I was like, okay, what should you, do? you have to go ahead and sit down and really, and, and really focus on what you want. And, you know, I think, yeah, when you, when you become more focused about what you want, you, you, you're able to make the sacrifices. So I was telling a friend, like last week. You know, because, you know, they they go out, they do their nails, they'll eat out often, they'll do different things. And sometimes I can't go with them. Why? Because I'm trying to invest my money back (laughs) into my business. You know? So I'm okay now with making those sacrifices. I'm okay now with being more lean. However... I need to get better and get more clear on exactly what do I want. And I think that's like the main thing that's ringing through my head and, and creating a plan. But it's funny that you said that, that people be talking about you like, you're so cheap. And then two, three years later, they be like, oh my God, how you do that? I listening to this mm-hmm. podcast, um, <laughs> this episode on Meet the Millennials about finances. The guy was like, this girl would literally like anytime they would ask her to go out, she wouldn't go out or like she would just not eat. Like she would hang with them, but she wouldn't eat. And they'll be like, oh, you're so cheap. You're this, you're that. They're from the UK. So that's my like little UK interpretation. Anyways, so they they were like, oh, like you're so cheap. And then they were like, come (laughs) around the next year, like she bought a whole house. (laughs) And, And they were like, what? They said when 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 I was spending money on peri peri chicken and all these different types of chicken, this girl was buying a house. I said, you know, real G's move in silence. <laughs> real G's move yep. in silence. I said, it's true. let your actions speak for you.
1: Let your success speak for you. That's the same.
0: I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's definitely encouraged me to. Um, like I said just get more clear about what I want and be aggressive you said mean and lean are you willing to get mean and lean are you willing to get that second job because I've been debating about that like oh should I get it should I not you know so I can invest a little bit more but now I'm like well dang Bola Bola was like you need to go do that you need to be lean and mean so now I'm like
1: (laughs) you can't in this space you cannot care what people think like if you're going to listen to what people think you're never going to accomplish anything and the Mm. other thing I wanted to you know you said something about um you know not hanging out with your friends and it's not that you can't do those things but you have to you know you have to prioritize what matters to you right you know it doesn't mean that because you're building this life you're going to be like hey, suffering like yeah suffering or something it just <laughs> uh-huh. means you to prioritize things and not everything is going to be you're not, not going to have your cake and eat it all the time and sometimes you may you may have to say no to many things, and sometimes you may, you may slip up and say you know what to hell with this I'm going on that dinner day I'm gonna do buy that dress whatever but it's all about the recovery too yeah. right and knowing that okay I made this mistake um I got it out of my system and now I need to get back to work it's also so it's giving yourself grace it's giving yourself the ability to make mistakes and then recover from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also really, you. I've said this a hundred times, but you, you have to get clear. Like You have to want what it is that you are saying. And it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. I always tell people, it doesn't matter what that thing is. It doesn't matter how shallow the thing might be. If it's something that means something to you, if it's something that's of value to you, then you have to want it bad enough and not care what people are going to think about what it is that you want to ac- accomplish. Otherwise, you're not going to do it.
0: Mm. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, if you had one seed to plant, what would that be? So like a life lesson that you feel that everybody named mama should know. <laughs> what would it have, be? Have patience. Ah, patience.
1: Um, have patience. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with what you want to accomplish. Give yourself time to succeed. Give yourself the opportunity to succeed. So many people are looking for this instant gratification because of the world we live in. Everything just seems like it's happening so fast now, 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 now. Everybody's an overnight sensation, overnight success. But for every one of those seemingly overnight successes, there's a billion people who are not. And overnight successes are really not what they seem because you Mm -hmm. don't know the years and the efforts and the the effort and the tears and the stress and the sweat that went into becoming that overnight success where people just seem like they're amazing overnight. It's never overnight. You don't just, you're not just here today and blown up tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. It may seem like that because everything is overhyped and over sensationalized on social media and on the TV and all that kind of stuff. So give yourself patience, give yourself patience to succeed. Give yourself the grace to fail because failure is part of success. If you don't fail, you don't learn. And if you don't learn, you can't succeed. So be patient. Be patient with yourself.
0: Yeah, that's a really good, really good point. Thank you so much for sharing that and just I think you I thank you for your honesty and your realness throughout this whole conversation. I've really enjoyed um speaking with you and how you've shared your own personal, you know, like about your life and then also making it so relatable for other people to understand. Um, I really appreciate you for this. So it has been. Thank you amazing. for having me. You are so welcome. And I'm sure everybody listening is like, okay, <laughs> I know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any resources that you would recommend? Any books, podcasts, apps, um, and then also tell us where we can connect with you.
1: I mean, well, Clever Girl Finance is one massive resource. We right. have an amazing blog and a podcast and a YouTube channel and we have our course content. So clevergirlfinance.com is a great resource. <laughs> right. Um, one book that I really love and it's just been like, I read it last year and it's been one of my favorite books, um, from a mindset perspective and just changing behavior. Cause like I said, 80% of it is just you um is a book by brian tracy and it's called no excuses i highly recommend that to everyone to check it out it's awesome It'll get your life together get you in check um and in terms of where to find me you can find me at clevergirlfinance.com on instagram at Finance on youtube um and on the podcast our podcast is on everywhere you can listen to podcasts and it's called the clever girls know Podcast
0: awesome thank you for sharing i will link everything in the notes below the episode so all right guys that is the end of the episode thank you all so much for listening for sharing the podcast and connecting um, with me and then also my guests please go and show bola some love um her social media is going to be linked at the bottom so go tell her how much this episode has helped you and how much it has blessed you and if you are doing what she's implemented let her know Heck, let me know. (laughs) We can (laughs) encourage each other. So, thank you so much, Bola. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will speak to you all on the next episode. Thanks
1: for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to The Planter Podcast. If you are absolutely loving the content that The Planter is creating, well, go ahead and subscribe to The Planter on iTunes. For more updates and staying connected with me, you can also subscribe to The Planter at theplanter.com. So that's T-H-E-P-L-A-N-N-T-E-R.com. To become a part of our community, uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Planter Community to stay connected with like-minded individuals who are trying to grow just like you. And you can find The Planter on all social media handles at The Planter. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you on the next episode.